please remember to save your bacon grease. Yes, we've got another war on our hands, and I think it's going to be another big one. Of course, some people think we ought to stop fighting and let the filthy red menace have another peninsula to industrialize. I am, of course, talking about that whiny bald toad, Dwight Eisenhower, who is a German, mind you. But we here at the Slant Hallway say fight on, fight on, fight on, fight on. If communism spreads to one nation, it will spread to all of them. Like falling dominoes, or a house of cards, and the reds are my gently blowing ceiling fan. Or even a poorly stacked pyramid of canned tomatoes at my local B&C. Poorly stacked, mind you, because they put the good cans on the bottom. Don't think I won't take them. I know where the good cans are. I know where the good tomatoes are. I feel I've digressed slightly. No matter. I'm talking about the Korean War, of course, for all you troglodytes who listen desperate to come off cultured at your next dinner party. All right, I'll get to the point. Tonight we join a group of brave military officers on a secret mission across the North Pole. Their mission? To establish a series of radar positioning towers. However, our group of brave heroes may find that there's more to be afraid of than the freezing wind and snow blindness. The Slanted Hallway presents with pride Group 48. Seven five degrees, oh seven feet, five four point nine inches north. Seven five degrees, oh seven feet, five four point nine inches north. Seven five degrees, zero seven feet, five four point nine inches north. Mark. One four one degrees, five nine feet, three five point nine inches east. 141 degrees, 59 feet, 35.9 inches east. 141 degrees, 59 feet, 35.9 inches east. That's the spot, boys. Put her down. Tower 12, going up. Gulf 4-8 to command. Gulf 4-8 to command. Hold on. I can get something a little better. Gulf 4-8 to command. You gotta fumble the uh, knob there on the right. That's what I'm doing. Here, put this tinfoil on the antenna. Do you want these coat hangers? It could work, but we'd risk alerting the local dry cleaners. My god. The very idea. A Soviet dry cleaner. We'd be buried in 50 feet of gray pajama and overalls. No, no. We cannot risk it. This is Lieutenant Clark. Gulf 4-8. Come in, Command. Hand me the microphone. Eastern Command. This is Captain Blackwood of Group 48. 
on a secret mission. Emphasis on the secret, Captain. Oh, right. They could be listening in. Thank you, Ridgeway. Oh, just tell them, them everything, why don't you? Tell them my home address. Roger. Roger. Lieutenant Michael Ridgeway of 703 South 2nd Street, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, and Lieutenant Gregory Clark, his roommate, are working to get our radio working. Anyways, to cut a long story short, we've placed the final tower and are returning to the Alpha Point for extraction. Over and out. And it's in. Thank you, everyone, for your help. You're welcome, Private Lovett. Now strap that radio to your back. We've got a long walk ahead of us. Do any of you know where we're going? Home, Private. Home. Will they even recognize us, Captain? Will we even recognize ourselves? That's what I'm wondering, Lieutenant. Lieutenant Clark, any pithy comments? Care to wax for a moment? I've got some musings, sir. But they're more fit for either sunset or sunrise. Do any of you know what we're doing here? Of course I do. And what's that? I'm ordering you to lead the way back. Think of it as a promotion. You're no longer Private Lovett. You're Vanguard Lovett. Fitting, I think. Men? Very, sir. It's bold thinking like that. That will uh, win us the war, sir. I thought so. And one more thing. Vanguard Lovett. You are forbidden from speaking until we reach the extraction point. And don't even think about trying me, because I'll bust you back down to private so fast it'll make your head spin. Now, where are we going? Oh, sure, just walk away. Real manly. What a jerk. Couldn't have put it better myself, Clark. He'll be back. Just you wait. And see. Now how are we supposed to know the way back? Maybe we just follow him? And let him just walk all over us like that? Following him would be behind him, sir. Right. Yeah. Good idea. Let's do that. Fine. That's what, 50 or 60 feet we just walked? Could have been maybe a full mile. I say, we rest here for the night. Sir, it's 2 p.m. 2 p.m. at the North Pole is like 9 o'clock regular time. Didn't you learn anything at that special camp they sent us to? I didn't go to any special camp. Nor did I, sir. Well, you were supposed to. We lost a lot of good men at that camp. The budget for this expedition got slashed last minute. Anyway, love it. Go set up a base camp somewhere. Now think, Captain. Think. Where is a safe place to establish a camp? How about the mouth of that crane? Shut up! I'm thinking. Hmm. How's about next to the mouth of that cave. See, now there's a good idea. Love it? To work. Lieutenant Clark, 
Radio in our coordinates. Ridgeway, you post a lookout. I'm going to root through these sleeping bags and take the warmest one for myself. Well, there you have it, mission accomplished. The only thing left for this special forces group to do now is merrily walk home. Merrily, of course, because they're in the North Pole, home to Santa Claus, and Christmas is the only thing that's merry anymore. But I think they'll soon find that there's more than just elves and a toy factory near that cave. For you see, they actually bivouacked in the dead center of the slanted hallway. Morning, men. How goes it? Just fine, sir. I've been writing a poem about uh, the horrors of war. Delightful. Now throw it in the fire. Clark? I spent the sunrise finishing up my novella about a whiny teenager. Fantastic. We can use it at our next campsite. The U.S. Armed Services really is the finest writer's workshop in the Western world. Love it? What did you get up to? Another one of your pointless haikus. Love it? Love it? Where in the world is he? It's a funny thing, sir. Oh, what, did he run off again? Well, if he did, he left his boots behind. Sounds like something a fool like him would do. No kidding. He was in such a hurry, he uh, left behind his hand and some vital organs strewn across the stretch of tundra. I always said that guy would lose his hand if it wasn't attached to his arms. Wait a minute. Ridgeway, you were a medic once, weren't you? Indeed, sir. Oral and such. Tell me then, what's the hand bone connected to? Why, naturally, sir, the arm bone. And the arm bone? Well, the shoulder bone. My god! The man's been torn to pieces! Who or what could have done something like this? The Reds? Wouldn't they have used every part of the body? No, that's the Indians. And French chefs. And Hawaiians. With a pig. The whole thing does seem inefficient enough for a communist, though. How would the order really have made it all the way through the bureaucracy that quickly? I'm afraid that in-flight brochure was right. Anything is possible in the frozen north. Well, what are we gonna do? I don't know. What can we do? There could be thousands of them out there. Or none at all. Maybe they just left after they killed Lovett. It's what I'd do. It's what we'd all do. But would they do that? Maybe his body's a warning. They want us out. Well, how do we tell them we're already leaving? Remember your duty, men. If they found us, if they're willing to kill us, then they've probably attacked the radar towers. The whole mission could be at risk. Now I'm willing to die for my country, but not pointlessly. We've got to save those towers. There's nearly a hundred miles between each one, sir. We can't cover all that ground between us. And if they're here, they may have been taken down as we placed them. The whole thing could have uh, been worthless from the start. 
Maybe, maybe. But think on this, gentlemen. What's lying there in the snow? A liver through three quarters of a kidney. Uh, that looks like to be uh, some kind of bladder. And certainly if it's gall or regular. Naturally. But what's unusual about it all? Well, normally he kept that stuff on the inside of his body? Yes. Yes. But it's what's on the outside that's really concerning. Clark, you mentioned he had left his boots behind. And now look, between his jawbone and his gnawed metatarsals. His payak? Why, they left behind this whole kit. Gun ammunition, maps, the radio equipment. His pack looks like it hasn't uh, even been opened. Precisely. If the Reds did this, they'd have taken his equipment. They'd have taken all of ours. It's far more valuable than his life. Hell, it's worth more than all our lives put together. I don't like the look of it. Seconded. It's odd. It's, to a lesser man of course, frightening. In a strange self-preservation sort of way. The ground's too hard to bury him. Shove whatever bits you can find uh, under some snow. Clark, assemble whatever gear he's got and carry what you can. Of course, sir. I'll throw on the pack and between the three of us, we can handle the radio equipment. But we can't take it all without us slowing down. Leave his dog tags and all those pictures of his wife behind. That ought to keep us light enough. Crapton! The snow's packed harder than the dirt. It's just big blocks of ice. Well... If I really have to solve every problem here, I will. Here, watch. See how easy it is? Just throw bits into that cave, help feed a penguin, or a wayward polar bear, or something. Now, let's get out of here before we lose too much sunlight. Oh look, a penny! Captain! 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 <sighs> Captain! What is it? You're slowing us up. It's the back, sir. I don't know if I'm just getting tired or... Or what? Come on. We don't need to explain everything we're doing. Er... Well, sir, it seems to be getting heavier. I can't really explain it. It's like it's growing or something. A growing bag? Clark, listen here. Nothing grows this far north. Not plants, not animals, not nothing. And you mean to tell me your bag is growing? It sounds crazy, sir, I know, but it just keeps getting heavier. Well, what's in it? I can take a look. There's no need, because there's nothing in there that could be getting any bigger. How do you know? Because I'm not an idiot, that's how I know. Clark, what was Lovett responsible for on this trip? Uh... Installing radar towers, navigation, radio transport, food transport. Sometimes he would carry you and he- Right. Now, let's reason this one out, boys. Radios, metal poles, other stuff. Does any of that grow? Is any of it alive? No, sir. Ridgeway? No, sir. So, if nothing in it can grow, then nothing in it is growing. 
This is honestly the most useless conversation I've ever had. This and that stupid seminar on health and safety are equal in the black marks they've left on my career, and I've got no interest in this marketing any bigger. This discussion is tabled indefinitely. You're right, sir, I guess. I'm, ju I'm just tired. And maybe I let Lovett's death scare me a little more than it should have. More than it should? A man died. More than died. He was torn limb from limb, inches from our sleeping heads, and none of us noticed. You tell that me what's scarier than that. I'll give you a dollar for being creative. What would be scarier, Ridgeway, would be watching all your comrades freeze to death a thousand miles away from safety. And that's what we're headed towards right now. Now let's get back to walking. Here's your dollar. Sir, I, I, I really can't go on like this any longer. It's just so much weight. I need to rest. We've got to make camp here. Well, fine. Sure, we can make a camp here. Ridgeway, any idea how far we've got today? It's hard to say. Uh, the land has no real markers. Maybe uh, ten miles, maybe... Uh, but, but with us uh, being slowed down, uh, I, I don't know, it could be five, maybe even less than that. Five miles in twelve hours? We'll have a lot of ground to make up for tomorrow. I'm sorry, sir. I don't know what's come over me. I've just got nothing left. It's like the life has been drained out of me. The cold will do that to you. It'll do it to all of us. In time. Well, let's just set up camp. Clark, I'm sure you feel uh, better in the morning. Of course. It's all I need is rest. Rest won't fix your womanly constitution. Ridgeway will volunteer to carry some of your equipment for tomorrow's walk. Thank you, Ridgeway. You're a good man. A model lieutenant. I didn't do anything. Your noble spirit doesn't need idle words to shine through, my boy. Your strong back did all the talking I needed to hear. Now set up camp. I'm gonna shove some morale down Clark's throat. Clark! Clark! Open your eyes! I'm talking to you! What? I said I'm talking to you, Clark! Of course you are, sir. My hearing seems to be going. You sound like an old man. Here, I'll take your hat off. My God! What, sir? Your hair. It's bone white. It's... The wind is pulling it away in clumps. Good lord, my man. Hey, who's throwing all this hair around? C Clark? He's... He's willing to almost nothing. What, sir? I'm fine. I'll go eat better rest. And I'll be good to go. I'll be good as no. It's rubbing away before my very eyes. Here, help me prop him up. Clark, speak to us, man. What's happening, my man? Uh, 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 
My god, it's revolting. His face or the smell? Either both or... I I'm gonna be sick. Careful. You took his arms clean off. I didn't mean... It, it, it sort of just slipped. Has he always been made of paper mache? Not that I know of. What could have done this? Uh... What the... It's on me! Shoot it! Uh, Shoot it! Uh, 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 Keep firing! Keep firing! Run, you idiot! Run! There! Behind the snowbank! What is it? I don't know, but it's a killer. It got Clark, and it nearly got me. That would have been bad. Do you think it killed Lovett? If it did, it would explain why it's still hungry. You saw it grab my arm. It must have sensed my strong will and stronger muscular physique. Then, then why did it go after Lovett? Because it clearly has respect for the chain of command. Start at the grunts and move your way up. You knew about it, didn't you? What? That's why you refused to carry the bag. That's why you stuck it on Lovett, on Clark, and that's why you were going to have me carry it, weren't you? What? You were going to have me put it back on, weren't you? Of course. So you could have fed me to that, that thing over there. No, I was going to have you carry the pack because it looks heavy. I had no idea it was in there. Whatever it is. That's another question, Captain. What is it? How in the world should I know? Look at it. What could it be? Have you ever seen something like that in your entire life? It's some kind of monster. A monster that attacked me too. If I had known about it, do you think I would have gotten so close? I could feel it leeching something out of me. Your blood? I have no idea. I'm not bleeding. It was as though my arm had been hooked onto a vacuum cleaner, or it was being pulled into a jet engine, or some other sucking thing. And it was just in that pack. Do you think it was in there the whole time? Killing Lovett, little by little every day? Wouldn't we have noticed it? Maybe. But maybe it was smaller. Growing every day. That's why the bag was getting heavier. That tentacle-covered tick, it's full of two man's worth of... whatever it eats. I ain't it still hungry. Like me. It could devour a whole army. Is that why it's here? What do you mean? Maybe that's why we were sent on this mission. So far to the north where no one else has ever lived. That thing there is the experiment, and we here to be fed to it. The United States would never kill its own men like that. It's treasonous to even think about it. It was the Reds. Only the Soviets would be devilish enough to come up with something like this. How did they get it to us? I don't know. I don't know anything. All I know is it can kill.
and it's getting better at it. One month to get Lovett, one day to get Clark. God knows how quickly it'll claim the next man. So what do we do? We leave it here to freeze, and we run like hell. Let's go! Wait, wait, wait. Get, get down! It moved! It moved! It can move! Did you think it could make it back to humanity? We can't risk that. American or Soviet, or just some wild beast, we can't risk it. What have you got for munitions? Few more shots. Not much else. In Lovett's kit, there was some dynamite for blasting if the ground was too hard to dig into. Let's take a few shots at it. If that doesn't work, we'll have to get back to the kit. It's on the move! It's coming this way. Son, you'd better do something drastic. Anything, sir. We've got to get to that dynamite and blow this thing back to whatever crevasse of hell it crawled out of. I don't think we're gonna make it out of this one. It's been an honor to serve with you, sir. I've had better. Go. listeners, the brave tale of American G.I.s willing to risk it all to save the world from almost certain doom. Now that's what I call a metaphor. Literary perfection. You can spend all day poking holes in that story, and you know what'll happen? They'll be filled in by story juice. Yep, we really knocked this one out of the park. Tune in next week, dear listener, for the tale of brave American G.I.s risking their very lives to rectify an upcharge on my, uh, uh, on their phone bills. Good night. You think I don't? I can't hold this, Doctor Lecter. Are you saying course again, or close? Course he can hold this. Course he can hold this. Of course he can. It's me, Jody Foster. Oh my God, I'm from West Virginia. Maybe you see me running through the woods, and you think that's going to be scary. But in the end, there's no fear at all. I'm just, you know, being pursued by one of my trainers, who has an important assignment for me. You were scared, but this is the best day of my whole dang life as an FBI trainee. I love West Virginia. Help her.